Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by the one and only Michael Cohen. We've got a great show for you today. Cohen, want to get some updates? Is this deposition with Donald Trump happening on September 6th? What we do know <laughs> is that Donald Trump will not be showing up for his arraignment in Fulton County, Georgia, because he entered a not guilty plea and waived his arraignment. We'll get to that in a moment. want to show everybody these truly deranged videos that Donald Trump has been posting of himself. I mean, he's been posting a ton of just despicable and disgusting things, but like it's really ramped up to a level of just complete and utter. I don't even know what to describe it. So Cohen, you're a better wordsmith on all things Donald Trump than me. So I'll get your reaction. <laughs> to because those. I graduated also, valedictorian from Trump University. <laughs> New York Attorney General uh, Letitia James has filed a summary judgment in the civil fraud case where she's seeking at least $250 million. And in her summary judgment, she states there is no disputed facts at all that Donald Trump misclassified assets to the tune of billions of dollars on an annual basis. Donald Trump also filed his own summary judgment looking to uh, dismiss the case. Also going to show you a bunch of clips over the past 24, 48 hours of these MAGA Republicans in the Senate and the House as they prepare to uh, get back into session in the coming weeks and threatening to shut down our government. More of this performative, weird stuff. And we can compare all of that to what President Joe Biden's doing. Michael Cohen, how are you, sir? It's been a uh, hectic couple of days since I saw you and the Brigaders. Uh, let's start with the very first thing, which is the nonsensical rantings of a lunatic mind. That's a line from Young Frankenstein. Um, Donald is running scared, and this is what he does. He needs to vent, and the only way that he could vent right now is to do it through his postings on whether it's on Twitter or his untruth social platform. He needs to vent in order to make himself feel better better about the situation. He technically knows that his, you know, his ass is cooked. There's 91 counts against him. You have the additional ones now, uh, which is from the Fulton County DA. You're right. He decided to waive uh, the um, arraignment, the presence uh, at the arraignment, which he can do. He pled not guilty. Uh, he didn't want to stand with the other 18 co-defendants. You know, that should be a telltale sign to the other 18 co-defendants, too, when, you know, the guy who's the lead of it, the single most recognizable and important name in the entire scenario, in the entire RICO charge, decides that he's not going to do it. So this now brings up a whole nother issue. As you may remember, because you were the first to know, Donald is expected to appear for a deposition transcribed and videoed uh, on September 6th. And the question was whether or not he was going to show up as a direct result of the September 6th arraignment. Well, now that he's waived the arraignment, it is expected that he will show up. However, we still have not received confirmation from his counsel that he is going to show up. 
if in fact wow. that he doesn't, it's back to court for more motion practice, unnecessary. Again, what does it do? It just jumps up the legal expense. This is what he likes to do. He bleeds you out dry, probably because he's not even paying Brito in the first place, or he got him for some ridiculous low price. I don't know what it is, but this is the game that Donald is going to play. That so, Cohen, are your lawyers up. reaching out to Trump's lawyers and saying, hey, this deposition's going, and right now what you're telling the brigade is that Trump's lawyers are basically ignoring your lawyers? So far that he has not responded back. We are awaiting uh, confirmation. I will tell you some additional information that came out uh, approximately an hour or so ago. Uh, the judge ruled on that motion regarding uh, the information and the classification of the information. Uh, the judge in the case was very Solomonian. Uh, he provided us the better half of the body, so to speak, in this. Uh, Donald uh, can mark certain things as classified or uh, for a gag onto it. However, they do have to then provide an explanation to the court as to why they believe that it is uh, if we challenge. Uh, they're also, he's been warned that they cannot uh, put classification on each and every document that they were due to have already provided to us. Uh, I'm going to get to the real Keppa on this. You guys are going to love this. Uh, so he cannot mark everything classified um, or gagged, so to speak. Um, that's the judge has already warned them not to do. And because we have now been waiting for our discovery documents and the court had uh, mandated that they provide it, the documents must be turned over by September 3rd, which means, of course, that <laughs> that's Sunday night during this Labor Day weekend. Uh, I don't believe, and again, it's my personal opinion, I think the judge was absolutely appropriate in making this decision considering the games that uh, Brito and Trump have been playing literally since day number one. Uh, you know, I have a right to defend this case. This is not, despite the fact everyone believes or most if not all pundits believe that this was retaliatory, that it's a frivolous uh, lawsuit. Nevertheless, I want to remind people that it is a um, lawsuit for $500 million. And nothing that comes from Trump's camp, especially when you're talking about numbers such as this, should ever be taken lightly. And so we're not. I have Ben Brodsky on the case. I have Donya Perry on the case. Uh, and they are, uh, Lillian uh, Timmerman is on the case as well uh, from Donya's office. And I can they are reaching out. They are doing everything that can possibly be done in order to move this case forward, which, as you know, Ben, is interesting because it is generally expected that the plaintiff is the one who's pushing the case forward, not the defendant. We, you know, we want certain documents. We need certain information in order to, you know, provide the defense, you know, and obviously defense will be a motion to dismiss. That's what we need. Now, I will tell you, there's even more. You can't make this stuff up. As you also know, Ben, and based on the clip that you showed, at least the photo, 
Tish James made a statement that in 2015 that Donald Trump had overinflated his assets by um, somewhere in the ballpark of $2.2 billion. Um, I can confirm that I am expected to be a witness in that case as well. Um, and I will probably be subpoenaed uh, any day now. I will receive the subpoena to appear as a witness for the state in that specific case as well. Um, I do have to say that as much as I want to see Trump held accountable for all of the cases that are pending against him, for the things that he legitimately did, sitting on the stand as a witness, whether it's a civil case such as this one or the criminal case that will be pursued by Alvin Bragg in March, it's not easy. And I want people to remember that I appeared before seven congressional committees, approximately nine hours um, you know, uh, per clip, not to mention 23 meetings with the Manhattan DA, a handful of with the attorney general. Uh, you know, I have done my part to hold Donald and his cohorts accountable. And I do really have to say it is mentally exhausting. It's physically exhausting. It's emotionally exhausting. And um, I'm preparing myself for it because once his counsel starts to cross-examine, it's going to be no different than what the Republicans did during the House Oversight Committee, which is just to attack my credibility, attack my uh, integrity every second with every single question that they ask, because they think by doing so that that's going to help to exonerate Donald based upon the documentary evidence as well as the corroborating testimony that Tish James has. Uh, it's an uncomfortable feeling to be attacked verbally that way. You know, been down this road before, uh, prepared again, but wanted to just share that you know it is um, emotionally and physically exhausting. And we appreciate you, Cohen opening up and you know having these candid discussions that you and I have privately a lot about just how we feel about these things like speaking about our emotions and yes people know the Michael Cohen who they see on Beatdown and CNN you know and they know you for your intelligence and that you don't hold back um, but what they should know also is that you're a human and going through all of these ordeals takes a toll. When you get sued for $500 million in a federal court, and Donald Trump is likely funding this through political action organizations, and you have to post a legal defense fund, I, I know how hard that was for you to do. I know what a, pro, a proud individual you are. So for you to have to come here and say, hey, Ben, 
you know, we really got to do this legal defense fund because like I need to have lawyers and, and I, I don't really have the resources to go up against, you know, someone like a Trump and the brigaders came through, everyone's come through. I'll, I'll, I'll mention that legal defense fund now, which goes to your defense in the case that Donald Trump filed against you in the Southern District of Florida. There it is right there at the firewallfund.com and in the description below. And that's how you were able to get these top lawyers, Donya Perry, Ben Brodsky, who's done uh, incredible work. So thank you to the brigaders for contributing there. And, and Michael, thanks for it's hard to open up to us and it's a side of you that yeah, I know is, privately through our yeah. friendship. But you know, the fact that you're opening it up to millions of people like the brigaders and just saying, look, this is really tough on me. It's, you know, it, it, gets it, even it takes worse, a certain type of person. And you know, there's a part that I also didn't express, you know, uh, I don't have to tell the brigaders how insane these maggots um, can be. You know, when I was testifying before, the grand jury for the New York district attorney's case, um, you know, somehow or another, they managed to get my home, which is a private, it's a private number, it's a blocked number, but somehow they managed to get the number, uh, maybe for, you know, somebody at the Trump org doxed it or something like that. But, you know, I'm getting phone calls at um, 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, every hour on the hour, um, you know, I'm generally awake at 12. And so I pick it up and they start yelling and screaming. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously a lot of nasty um, epithets start flying about uh, being Jewish, uh, about being a rat, you know, and all these other, you know, really sort of stupid, nasty stuff. So, you know, I now I take the phone off the hook, um, you know, Every night, I just disconnect the plug, you know, to the uh, to the main line, and it's just um, this is the dog whistle that Donald has blown, and it's sad because I'm subpoenaed to testify, and as a result, I must go in, or I could be held in contempt of court. Now, of course. When I always talk about the two-tier system of justice, why wasn't Mark Meadows right, uh, held accountable or others when they failed to appear for congressional subpoenas, congressional judicial subpoena? They both carried the same weight. Well, I'm not going to fight it because I am not part of that two-tier system. Maybe I will be if I run for Congress and I win, but right now I am not. And I have seen how... The system works when you are on the opposite side and that we'll call it privileged tier is weaponized as Trump did with Bill Barr remanding me back to prison because I wouldn't waive my First Amendment constitutional right. So you can only imagine, you know, what could potentially happen if you defy a judicial subpoena, which I will not. Um, and you know, we'll take it from there. Uh, on top of that, as you know, if by looking at, you may remember from uh, Tuesday's uh, episode, one of the things that we did is we showed the calendar and how the calendar is basically full. I mean, this is like a full, there you go, a full social calendar all the way up to election day. And there is going to be a massive amount of overlap. And so, you know, 
I'm involved in two of these. I'm involved, obviously, in the Trump org civil fraud suit that you see there, October 2nd of 2023, as well as the uh, New York hush money trial of March 25th. Well, this creates a real problem because not only do you have Super Tuesday on March 5th, but there's also another matter that is taking place uh, that same March 5th date. Uh, and I think that's at one of the Jack Smith uh, cases. I think it's the, it's the um, or is it potentially uh, the election interference? I forget which one. There's so many. It's hard to actually remember his schedule. I'm trying to remember my own schedule. Um, it's why he's behaving in the manner that he is. That's how he behaves when he's cornered and frightened. So, Cohen, in about the first 15 minutes of this political beatdown, we covered a lot. You broke a lot of news here that's not being reported anywhere else about the uh, judge's order uh, in the Southern District of Florida, about your testimony that you expect to take place uh, in the New York Attorney General's case. If you're okay with it, I, I want to break it down as a litigator who's litigated in federal and state courts to make sure everybody understands kind of the important implications of, of, of everything that you said. So just to be clear, the judge in the federal case, the one that Donald Trump sued you for $500 million, is that Judge Darren Gales? Yes, it is. Okay, so Judge Gales, just so everybody knows, law and order, no nonsense judge. Cohen, I believe he was appointed by Obama in 2014, an impeccable reputation. So uh, I think all accurate. So Donald Trump files this case in the Southern District of Florida, Miami division, trying to make it as inconvenient for you and difficult for you as possible, probably hoping to draw a judge that he appointed. You've got a law and order, no nonsense judge. Just because the mm -hmm. judge was appointed by Obama doesn't make it a good him a good judge. So happens to be that happens more frequently than the opposite way around. So you have this deposition that's set for September 6th. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, in addition to having to show up for this deposition on September 6th, has to respond for a request for production of documents that you propounded, where at the deposition on September 6th, your lawyers would get this document production um, based on the allegations he's made about But not you. September 6th. He has to provide them by September 3rd. Correct. The deposition, September 6th. That's what I was going to say. That's yes. why the judge ultimately ordered that they be produced before the deposition, because the reason your very smart lawyers sequenced it this way is so by the time there's a deposition, they'll have the documents and about a three day buffer right. to go through it to make sure that they can be prepared. So a big order that the judge made is Donald Trump on that Sunday turn over all of these records because you're about to be deposed so your lawyers can use those documents in the deposition. You use the term that Trump is classifying these records. And just to be clear, what, what you mean to say is designating them as confidential pursuant yes, to confidential a- Confidential classification. Pursuant to a civil protective order. And what the judge is not allowing Donald Trump to do 
is do what's called a blanket protective order or blanket confidentiality designations. In other words, what Trump wanted to say is that every document I turn over and everything I say at this deposition should be presumptively confidential and kept secret. What the judge is saying is, no, you're not different than any other litigant. If you're dealing with things that need to be kept confidential, for example, they involve trade secrets or proprietary information on a case by case basis, you can make a confidential designation, Donald Trump. But Michael Cohen, you can then challenge that at any point in time and say he is just saying confidential when, in fact, Trump is making this allegation against me in the complaint which most of the stuff that you're going to be asking him is stuff that he is putting out in public that is defamatory against you yeah. and slandering your reputation. So you're going to basically argue, judge, he's saying these things about me publicly, so he can't now claim this is secret. To restore my reputation, I want to show that he's lying in this $500 million complaint that he filed publicly. So that's why this order by the judge saying no blanket confidential designations, turnover records September 3rd, and right now the deposition set for September 6th, why all of that is so important. And I find it astounding, Michael Cohen, that Trump's lawyers as of this point in time have not even confirmed that he's going to show up to the deposition to your lawyers who I'm sure are reaching out to him and just saying, hey, you know, Danya Perry, for example, you know, I believe she's in New York. And so she's got to fly, make travel arrangements. So she's exactly. going to want to she's going to want to make sure that he's showing up because otherwise there's going to be serious sanctions against him. And she's being a professional. And it sounds like his lawyer is doing what his lawyers do, which is non-responsive, ignoring it. But I just want to make sure I let's also not right. forget, by the way, that he cannot take the fifth across the board. You may remember that he made an allegation, his lawyer made the allegation on his behalf that uh, he cannot answer series of questions because it would be violative of his uh, Fifth Amendment constitutional right against self-incrimination, uh, information that could potentially be used in other actions that he's currently indicted upon. I mean, this whole case is wackadoodle, to use a legal expression. I mean, it is just wackadoodle. Um, he certainly, neither was his counsel thinking when they decided to file this action. They had to understand that I wasn't cutting a check for $500 million, that this case would have to be defended. And one way to defend the case is you depose the plaintiff. So he knew that he was going to be deposed. So you have to start to say to yourself, well, then why did he do it? Well, we know that he fundraised off of it. And he also made a massive splash in the media uh, for it. And on top of that, in his, again, why is he doing the clips? Everything is very circular with Donald. Why is he doing these clips? Because he needs to get something off of his chest. He was so angry that I testified to the grand jury, which ultimately resulted in the first indictment against him. He was so angry about that, that he needed to strike back. And the way that he was going to strike back is through a lawsuit. And the lawsuit 
is for, as we, again, $500 million. So this isn't like something you could take lightly at all. It was meant to make a splash. It was meant to sort of show that he's, you know, a uh, litigious, tough guy and that he was going to set the record straight. And one way, of course, is by demanding such a massive amount of money to be paid based upon my con my conduct, uh, which, again, is uh, this whole case is just retaliatory. You don't believe he's going to show up at that deposition. You think he's too scared, too cowardly? I think he can't. I, I don't think it makes sense for him. If I was his lawyer in this case, Ben, I would never allow him to show up because the questions that will be asked, and he will have to answer them because they are germane to the um, to the case that was brought against me. It is important that I have these answers so I could defend myself in this case and be able to make you know an, um, another motion to dismiss uh, based upon the evidence that is provided uh, not just by uh, Donald, but also corroborated to the uh, emails, text messages, et cetera. That's why this is so important, but he cannot provide that information for fear that it could incriminate him in other matters. You know, for example, you know, there's also, again, the Tish James case. Uh, this is, the, you know, this is a real, this is a real problem across the board for him. And so, you know, would I recommend that he do this? No. On top of that, uh, many people have said, I'm talking about legal pundits, that, you know, this is a case that will be ultimately dismissed. And then, of course, we will um, make a determination whether, you know, to seek sanctions against him, something that you may recall he, meaning Donald and Alina Haba, have already been sanctioned in the Southern District of Palm Beach. And that was in regard to a similar um, baseless and frivolous lawsuit that was brought against uh, Hillary Clinton and other people by Donald. And they were sanctioned close to one million. million. Yeah. They were sanctioned close to $1 million. And the ultimate irony is that they tried to assert RICO claims, civil RICO claims against Hillary Clinton and others. And the judge, Don Middlebrooks, was like, this is the ranting and ravings of a lunatic. Like this, there, there's no even consistent thread in what it is you're alleging here. And in a very scathing sanctions order, Judge Middlebrook said every single allegation is false. And when we're talking every single allegation, even some of the most basic ones, like they sued someone and said he was from New York, but he was from Virginia. They claim that someone was the head of the DNC. The person was not even affiliated with the DNC, you know, and <laughs> all of that crap works in right wing propaganda world. And we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. But in court, in real world, you know, these these MAGA people, they because they go on Fox all the time and Sean Hannity and Tucker and all these places and Newsmax and they just get the softballs and they like live in this bubble where Hunter Biden's nudes are, you know, and, and Bud Light and and, uh, you know, and Mr. Potato Head, like when they go into the real world. With most Americans, yep. you know, you know, Democrats, independents, people who have left the Republican Party, we look at them like I call it fascist Furby talk because it's like, what are you what are you even 
talking about. I, I want to show you these clips, though, of Donald Trump that you've yeah. been talking about. These are videos that Trump made of himself. And Trump announced on his social media platform, he goes, I'm pleased to inform you that I will be doing videos on Truth Social that will Yay. be discussing many subjects in many time frames. You will be able to choose the video and policy that you like and may want to reply on Truth Social. Enjoy. But of course, they're not about any policy. They're the rantings and ravings of a lunatic. So here's one of the videos that Donald Trump just he made like 60 of these. OK, we're not going to show you 60. I'm just going to pick like four of them. But this is Donald Trump attacking President Joe Biden. Play this clip. Crooked Joe Biden is not only dumb and incompetent, I believe that he has gone mad, a stark raving lunatic with his horrible and country-threatening environmental open borders and DOJ FBI weaponization policies. He is a mental catastrophe that is leading our country to hell. Can you say projection and confession? Cohen, I want to get your response to that, but let's take a quick break. Eating well does not have to be boring. Feel your best this fall and satisfy your cravings with adventurous eats made nutritious from Green Chef. Discover exciting new flavors with recipes that feature certified organic fruits and vegetables, sustainably sourced seafood, and unique farm fresh ingredients like tart cherries, truffle zest, and rainbow carrots. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating clean with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. My experience with Green Chef has been game changing. Their meals genuinely taste amazing and I don't know how I get through the work week without them plus it's super fun cooking with my family because of how easy Green Chef makes it and I've enjoyed their healthy and nutritious meals personally in combination with my workout routine Green Chef is also the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset Green Chef offsets 100% of their delivery emissions as well as as 100% of the plastic in every box. Plus, nearly all packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas in the U.S. Green Chef delivers everything you need to eat clean. The easy way this September, feel your best with nutritionist-approved recipes packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle and taste great, too. Go to greenchef.com slash 60beat, 60-B-E-A-T, and use code 60BEAT, 60BEAT, to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com, G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F.com slash 60BEAT, and use code 60BEAT, 60BEAT, to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Welcome back, Green Shirt, Green Chef, great food, I love it. Cohen, when we took a break, I showed this clip, these videos Donald Trump is making of himself. For those just joining, let's just play that clip one more time just to remind everybody. Play the clip, then I'll get your reaction. Crooked Joe Biden is not only dumb and incompetent, I believe that he has gone mad, a stark raving lunatic, with his horrible and country-threatening environmental open borders and DOJ, FBI weaponization policies. He is a mental catastrophe that is leading our country to hell.
Owen. Yeah, yeah. He's leading our country to hell while Diaper Donald is sitting there crapping in his pampers. You know what Joe Biden's doing, Ben? Joe Biden administration just announced the first 10 drugs facing Medicare price negotiation. These are drugs for, um, you know, high blood pressure. These are drugs uh, that so many people in this country are taking because, you know, of we're living to older ages. And they were getting priced out where because the economy is, you know, still rebounding as a result of COVID or, you know, they're older, that unfortunately, you know, a big portion of the money that they would have to spend on things like food or rent, electricity, uh, cell phone, et cetera, that they weren't able to then uh, get all of their medication. With this price negotiation, they will be able to afford their drugs and be able to live an honorable life. They will be able to, you know, live without having to maybe, imp you know, impose upon children or other family members, you know, to help them out. They deserve they deserve this. These are people who've worked their entire lives, their entire lives. Now, all of a sudden, you know, crazy Joe Biden, the guy who's mentally deficient. Yeah, I see Donald Trump standing there attacking a man that just passed another scenario that is going to help all Americans, not Republicans, not Democrats only, not independents, all Americans. And you know what? As each and every one of these people start to benefit from the policies that Joe Biden and his administration are putting forth, yeah, I, I assure you, they're going to be walking away from Donald in droves, especially, and possibly the most important part is the independence. And that's why... There's fascist Furby talk. What MAGA Republicans, what Fox, they want to keep people in a bubble. They're coming for your gas stoves. You know, there's a new one with uh, Ted Cruz. We'll show you in a little bit where oh. Ted Cruz is like, they're only going to let you drink two beers a month. And they, they like, they just literally just make up a bunch of crap. That's like, okay, that, what are you talking about? Mr. Potato Head, Disney is too woke, this, that, and the other. We'll get to some of that stuff, but that's why, because they have to figure out a way to convince people to vote against their interests and distract them from tangible things that are being done or attempting to be done. Doesn't mean Biden always is successful, but he's aiming towards how do we help people? And Fox wants to, and Trump wants to, and MAGA world wants to distract from all that. Let me show you another clip that Donald Trump made of himself. This is him again, doubling, tripling, quadrupling down after. This is all happening too, like after he's uh, you know been indicted now multiple times just spewing the lies saying that we have a department of injustice that's rigging this election like they rigged the election in 2020 here play this clip we have a department of injustice rigging the election for crooked joe biden unless it is quickly stopped all future elections will follow the same path our country is heading down a very very dangerous road and it has to stop these are very dishonest people we're dealing with we have to make our country great again. And if our elections are going to be rigged or if they're going to use weaponization on elections, it's going to be very tough to make it great. We are a nation in decline. We are a nation that is failing. 
but we will turn it around very quickly. The election of 2024 is the most important election in the history of our country. We have to win or we won't have a country left. Thank you very much. Again, more threats, more lies. Let me just show you one more, Cohen. This is what By the he way, said Ben, about. before we jump on to that one, wasn't he already warned not to do things like this? So it goes into something that we talked about during the last episode, which is now we have to wait to see what the judge will do because this is exactly the gaslighting and the danger that this man poses. So, yeah, let's go to the next clip. The next one right here is him talking about Georgia, again, where he just pled not guilty and where he has conditions that would seem to prohibit conduct exactly like this. Here, play the clip. I easily won the great state of Georgia in 2016, did a fantastic job as president for Georgia and the entire USA, received 10 million more votes than I got nationwide in 2016 got by far the most votes in history for a sitting president, but shockingly lost Georgia. And again, he goes later in that clip, which is not in that clip, but he talks about how he believes he won Georgia. And again, just whining that Georgia was was rigged, but constantly like, by the way, just whining over and over again. He's always the victim. Have you noticed that? His consistent pattern is that he is always the victim in every scenario that doesn't go his way. And of course, it's Joe Biden administration that weaponized the Department of Justice. No, look at my book, Revenge. Look at what the title is, which again was finished and went to publishing a year ago. Well before Donald started this bullshit about Biden weaponizing the Justice Department to go after him. It's how Donald Trump weaponized the United States Department of Justice against his critics. We already know what we've seen from Jeffrey Berman, the head of the Southern District of New York at the time, how Bill Barr's office was putting pressure on them regarding my case. We've already seen all the things that the Department of Justice did. Who gets 48 hours to plead guilty or they're filing an 80-page indictment against you and that's going to include your spouse? Who gets something like this? I'm watching these assholes. Look at the calendar. The calendar puts Donald out well over a year. All of these folks, including this guy from the Oath Keepers or the, or the Proud Boys, whichever one, today got 17 years. These trials didn't take place in 48 hours from a Friday to a Monday. So who's the real weaponizer of the DOJ? Where is Bill Barr to spill the beans? Where is Congress to hold a hearing demanding Barr come in and to spill the beans? I mean, this guy stands up there, spews nothing but lies. Why doesn't he just turn around and say that he's, um, let's see, something stupid, uh, 6'3 and 215, the same height and weight as Tom Brady, the same height and weight as most outside linebackers? Seriously? Come on. I mean, the guy would the guy wouldn't know the truth if it bit him in his ass. So let's just what we need to do is to stop listening to him altogether. We need to, again, keep building the brigade every single day. You know, share, listen, you know, promote it, tell your friends about it. Make sure, again, that you're um, fully 
registered as a Democrat to vote and make sure that everybody has not just their ID card, their registration card, but that you help them to get to the polls so that we can have an absolute blue tsunami. The only way that we actually destroy Trumpism is to beat them at the polls, because ultimately that's all these politicians care about. It's their next election. So we've already seen, right, 2020 Republicans lost. Biden became president. Then 2022, there was supposed to be this gigantic red wave. No, it's not. It's almost dead even. And we kept, not only did we keep the Senate, but we also added seats. If we could continue to do that, again, all these folks care about is winning. If we're able to take additional seats away from them, it is no longer in their best interest to stay on the side of Trumpism. He will then be cast out like the pariah that he is, and we will be able to start to rebuild this country where all politicians, we may disagree with one another, and that's fine. That's the way the system works. But instead, we can at least work with one another in order to benefit the United States of America, not one individual who wants to be your supreme leader. You think about it, you have Donald Trump making videos of himself whining and whining and just bizarre, like not what he's going to do for Americans. I, I really wanted 2020 and the weaponization, and, you know, and then you compare that to you mentioned it perfectly, you know, President Biden saying, you know, here's what my administration is doing. You just gave one example, but in any day I could give you 20 examples. And I do this every morning of what Biden's saying. Here's what I'm doing for you. Here's how I am working to make government work for you. You mentioned that 10 Medicare Part D drugs mm -hmm. were selected for price negotiation to make them affordable and accessible to people who need them, especially life-saving drugs that big pharma, which we're all very, very critical of price gouging. How do you stop that? Here is a tangible solution. Now, yep. we may disagree. Why was it that this drug was added and not that drug was added and the initial tend to be negotiated, right? That is a debate and a discussion that I'm okay with having. And then President Biden can say, because I think these are notoriously subject to price gouging. These have the most significant immediate impacts. We'll be able to negotiate. And then you may go, no, 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 no. You're forgetting these two drugs and that's a big mistake. Okay, but what we're talking about is making medication accessible and affordable to people, Let right? Me put it Donald Trump's- One thing I do know, I do know pharma. And one thing I can tell you for certain, Joe Biden is not the guy who picked out which drugs that they are going to start negotiating on. And just because there's, I think, 50 drugs that are on the list um, for negotiation with the manufacturers, there is a team of individuals, qualified individuals that aren't being micromanaged by Biden, the way Trump used to micromanage everyone. And all he would do is say, I know more. 
I know more about pharma than the pharma guys. I know more about, I have an uncle from MIT. This is the stupid, he knows more about everything. Business, energy, you know, um, NASA, military. He knows more about everything than everybody. It's amazing. You know, in Yiddish, they would call him a Talmud Chacham, right? A genius amongst geniuses. He knows everything about everything. The truth is he doesn't know shit about Shinola. And it, it's, it is so amazing that still he's got that stronghold over these maggots that think the guy actually has half a brain with his man, woman, camera, TV. I mean, it is beyond stupid at this point. He, meaning Joe Biden, went ahead, brought in professionals, and they started with these drugs. That doesn't mean it starts and stops with these drugs. It's just the beginning. And I promise you, I promise you, as soon as they finish with these 50, there's already 50 more. And they're going to end up doing this with all of the drugs that are there. They're not too dissimilar, for example, to the way Canada you know, deals with negotiation. And they should. They should. The country doesn't have to lose hundreds of millions or billions and billions of dollars simply to put more money into the shareholders of big pharma. It's, it's not necessary. You know, and as President Biden's talking about negotiating these these initial 10 Medicare Part D drugs, he's also talking about the 37,000 infrastructure projects right. that are going up. He's also talking about how he's protecting students, how he's protecting seniors, the initiatives he is taking as MAGA Republicans are trying to control, and they are doing this in Republican-led states, women's rights to control their own body. He's talking about what can we do with the federal government to protect women, to protect equality. And that's why, you know, this these the, making these contrasting examples is so important. So this is President Biden today. You saw those videos of Trump. This is President Biden today at FEMA headquarters. And he's asked a question about how the MAGA Republicans, when they get back into Congress, what they are threatening is to shut down government unless invest, unless criminal cases against Donald Trump go away, unless they say wokeness goes away from certain departments, you know, whatever the heck that even means, because it's just MAGA Republicans speak for, they don't even know what the hell they're talking about, just how could they be discriminatory and evil for evil's sake. But here, President Biden is saying, yeah, a shutdown will actually have catastrophic effects on FEMA and our ability to respond to emergencies during hurricane season. Here, play this clip. Are you concerned McConnell? about a government shutdown and how that affects the work that's being done here at FEMA? It would be a serious, serious problem. I, uh, I'm hoping that uh, there's greater maturity uh, to prevent that from happening than something. I'm hoping there will be greater maturity and not allow that to actually happen. And, you know, I, I just, I don't, you know, do people want him to act like, like a freaking oh, Joe Biden? Like, no, I want someone who is somber and compassionate and intelligent. I, I'm not looking for like a wacky Dr. Evil style character. Like it's not what I want in someone making life and death decisions over myself, my family, coworkers, colleagues, loved ones, neighbors, community, yeah. country. I don't. And the fact that this Trump crap is enabled by MAGA Republicans and a propaganda network, it is sickening. I want to show you this. You know, you know who it's enabled. Before we jump onto that, first of all, two things. Only Donald, only Donald 
should be receiving today's two-finger fucking salute for the stupidity and the shit that's coming out of his mouth. Rest assured, the shit that's coming out of his mouth is making his ass jealous because this is by far the dumbest move that this guy can. And could you imagine the idiots that are around him? So maybe to them too, a good fuck you. Could you imagine the idiots that are sitting around him? Yeah, Donald, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. Yeah, go after Joe Biden. Let me tell you one other thing that Joe Biden did in the month of August while Diaper Donald is sitting there shitting on himself. You know what he did? I'm going to read this. He signed two bills into law that give the Department of Justice and other federal agencies more time to investigate and prosecute Paycheck Protection Program, that's the PPP, and COVID-19 Economic Injury Disaster Loan, the EIDL. All right, he's going after all of the money that was improperly taken by people, um, you know, simply thinking that, oh, the government's giving out free money. And this all occurred under the Trump administration. You know, so when somebody like Kushner gets, what, $13, $20 million, whatever the amount was, in PPP money, all right, there's a real problem with that, especially considering we already know that Kushner and Ivanka pulled down over $640 million during their time in the White House. They don't need the PPP money. And good for Biden and the DOJ for turning around and whatever other law enforcement agencies will come and hold these people accountable for the lies and the false filings that they did in order to take money. The part of this part that really pisses me the fuck off, really pisses me off, is when the Republicans turn around and they start to attack Joe Biden for wanting to, as an example, uh, get rid of student loans. That's not okay, right? That's not okay. And that's a de minimis amount of money compared to the amount of money that was stolen from PPP. But look to see who the people are that took the PPP money. All right, these are, these are so many of the insiders. We know so many members on the Republican side in Congress took real money from PPP. This is absolutely absurd. Instead, instead of providing, again, a benefit to, you know, to all Americans, all students uh, that, you know, that have these outstanding loans. Instead, that's not good. But the PPP money, which was basically handed out willy nilly because Trump and his team didn't really prepare properly for the dissemination of this money and the tracking of it. Um, I mean, from what I understand, there's still like a half a trillion dollars or something missing. I mean, it's crazy numbers yeah. that, that are missing right now. So as far as I'm concerned, once again, ding, ding, ding for Joe Biden and eh, 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 for Donald. And as you think about things like inflation um, and now President Biden getting it under control and you think about the types of money being printed indiscriminately with a mismanaged PPP program. And that's the key thing, I think, to mention mismanaged because if it was done with intelligence and it was targeted in the right areas, but it was so fraught with fraud. 
it's created a lot of problems, like in all of Donald Trump's life, where he borrows, 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 and then doesn't want there to be repercussions, and then leaves his businesses or his shareholders or other people bankrupt. And I think the important part that you point out there too is it's the hypocrisy. Like, look, I don't hold it right. against someone. If, if you needed the PPP loan and That's you used it, it the right way, you know, okay. But then if you got it. Now you're going to attack people who are getting far less money than you got in a way that they needed it in a very kind of targeted and sophisticated way. That hypocrisy and cruelty to me is one of the key things that need to be called out. Now, the two finger salute that you gave, I'm not going to say that it was truly premature because I think Trump absolutely deserves it, but I'm going to show you quite possibly the most cringe video of the year because this is what the MAGA Republicans are talking about right now. As Democrats are talking about infrastructure and jobs and health care and education and equality and a woman's right to control her body and veterans. This is the issue right now that's on Fox and Newsmax and that MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives and the Senate are talking about. This is their new green M&M, Disney's Too Woke, Target This, uh, Dr. Seuss, Mr. Potato, you know, all that crap. This is the gas stoves, bathrooms. This is the new one. This is Ted Cruz coming up with a deranged conspiracy. And then he has these like people behind him, like drinking a, just watch it. And then we'll talk about it. Play this clip. State has now done that for new construction. They're trying to go after and regulate ceiling fans. I got to tell you, it's hot in Texas. We don't want to get rid of our ceiling fans. And now these idiots have come out and said, drink two beers a week. That's their guideline. Well, I got to tell you, if they want us to drink two beers a week, frankly, they can kiss my ass. No, okay. Um, Senator, I, uh, I brought a beer to drink with you. I'll drink this non-alcoholic beer with you because I'm not allowed to drink on camera, but I'll have, I'll have a sip. Well, in the meantime, look, but, I, I got to say, so what, have you ever seen a brand do more damage to itself than Bud Light, which, which single-handedly seemed to destroy themselves? So I'm glad you're not drinking a Bud Light. Personally, I'm fond of Shiner Bach, which is a good uh, tech Texas brand. I've been to the Shiner Brewery in Shiner, Texas, and I recommend it. And I promise you, this is not alcohol-free beer down here. No, and by the way, the one I have uh, right after the show won't be alcohol-free either. And it may just be a... Are they synchronizing their drinking of the, oh, you guys are tough guys. And I, I just want to address this thing because MAGA Republicans like to talk about masculinity oh, all the time. Shit. And, oh, I'm a real man. You, you, you know what, though? What I think actually makes somebody, you know, quote unquote, if you want to go there, masculine, actually being a decent human being, not bullying people, treating people with respect. I'm sick and tired of this macho act by the, look at me, chug a freaking beer no you look like a freaking I mean, if they, run out okay. here, they, they can kiss my ass i mean look by the way the last thing that that fat ass should be drinking is a fucking beer let me be very clear about that listen maybe i still have no choice but to continue with the two fingers salute for today's episode going to donald because ted cruz doesn't mean anything 
And this is exactly why we keep talking about Midas Touch Network and staying uh, locked in with us, whether it's political beatdown, whether it's going to be uh, Maya Culpa or any of the other Midas Touch Network programs, building the community. Why? Because we'll build that community so big that fucking putzes like Ted Cruz will get his ass handed to him during the upcoming election. And when you get rid of people like Ted Cruz, vote blue, the blue tsunami, when you get rid of people like Ted Cruz, the stupidity, the stupidity that he brings to the people's house, that will ultimately cause the end of Trumpism. See, this is all performative shit. Let's not forget when Donald Trump called his wife ugly, when he turned around and Ted Cruz is sitting there saying, Donald is a swine, Donald is a snake, Donald is a fraud, he's a con man. I mean, what happened to the Ted Cruz 30 pounds ago, right? He's not there anymore. This is all performative acting all for who? All for their Fuhrer, the monarch, the dictator wannabe, because they believe that they will be able to ride Donald's coattails into right autocracy. That's what they're really looking to do. And shame on him. Shame on all of them that will ultimately put you know uh, autocracy above our democracy and constitution. You know, when I think about the beatdown brigade, the Midas Mighty community, the legal AF community, all the community, the, the, the one community, the Midas Mighty here on the Midas Touch Network, what is so incredible that you all created, and Cohen and I are just honored to be a part of this organic community that you created, is you have so many communities out there that focus on bad crap and just bad behavior, whether it's being, you know, celebrating being misogynistic or celebrating toxic masculinity or hate or lies or deranged conspiracies. You, you see that so much. So when you have a community that actually is compassionate, and that focuses on the facts and truth and supporting people and just trying to be a good person every day. We'll all make mistakes. There's none of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. Cohen's perfect. If you're looking for two perfect people, guess what? We're going to make mistakes in the future. But when I make a mistake, I'm going to do all of my best to always try to be better. And that's all we can. That's all we can control is what we can control. And the empathy, compassion, that actually is contagious. And so we have, we're, this is like the number one show on YouTube in the world right now. It's definitely number one in news, but it's like number one or two in the entire world right now. And so if we all spread this message just a little bit each day of pro-democracy, of compassion, of facts, of data, of being understanding, of trying to help other individuals. That is something that is so special. And then the community can keep on growing and we could all set a positive, a positive image for this country and not the image of hate that large media networks want to do and how local news, which is owned by big media conglomerates, want everyone so angry and angry and angry. And don't get me wrong. We, there's things we should be angry about absolutely and call it out. But as a community, I want to support 
my neighbor. I want to support this community. I want everybody to be better. I want to, for us all to empower each other and come up with tangible solutions. Salty right now is confirming we're number three in the world, number one in news in the world right now. Well, let, let's not forget when the going uh, got tough in Texas, Ted Cruz went to Cancun. I mean, if that in and of itself doesn't say something to you about the character of this clown, all of a sudden he's a tough guy. Why, where was his toughness when Donald was shitting on his wife, right? Where was where was Ted Cruz's big mouth there? I mean, he's a sniveling coward and so on. Yeah, this bullshit with the beer and with Budweiser. Yeah, it's this is all part of their agenda to raise and to grift money off of this 30% of the Republican base that is so lost. They are so in, just indoctrinated into the dumpster cult of Trump that they don't know how to extricate themselves from it. And so all of these lepers, like the Ted Cruz's, like the Marjorie Toilet Greens, all of them, what they're doing is they're all competing for dollars. Whatever these yep. folks have, they're just competing to take their dollar. You know, like there's like the MAGA rapper, right? Who's like the worst rapper, but all this guy like Forgatio Blow does is that's his name. The moment he just goes, and yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green, we're MAGA, January 6th. Like he like literally the word. That's not me trying, that's me making fun of him. And it's like, okay, now give me your money. And then MAGA gives him their money. You know, as you dig deeper into this Vivek Ramasamwe and you learned about, we talked about this on the other episode, I won't go in, you know, into it further than this, which is just like the pump and dub scheme, you know, regarding this drug that was in kind of stage yep. two clinical trials that he claimed was going to, you know, you know, reach the market. It didn't. He made the money. His shareholders got screwed. He's like someone who's never even voted before. And it's like, okay, he's full MAGA now because that's his next grift. He realizes all you got to do is go full MAGA and there'll be a group of people who support you after he engaged in some of the most anus conduct and he's doing what he's doing with MAGA. I saw him on, you know, all those financial shows and CNBC kind of doing the shtick back then about this stock that absolutely tanked and he changed the name about it. But anyway, we'll leave that for another, we'll leave that for another day. Um, tonight there will be the Midas Touch podcast, eight Eastern, five Pacific. Michael Popak will be filling in for my younger brother, Brett, while he is still abroad. Excited for that. That's eight Eastern, five Pacific. Make sure you all get revenge. Michael Cohen's book, how Donald Trump weaponized the U.S. Department of Justice against his critics, real weaponization right there, wherever books and audio books are sold. Go to MidasTouch.com, which is our new homepage. Ron Filipkowski is our editor in chief and doing an incredible job. We've got digital editors like Ace, and others. It's truly an incredible website, different than anything else out there. And frankly, all we use is we find the clips of here's what they're saying and just making these comparisons. That's MidasTouch.com. Check that out. Store.MidasTouch.com. Again, for all of your pro-democracy gear, 100% made in the USA, 100% made in America. There's the mar a Correctional Facility shirt. I don't believe in showing Donald Trump's face 
facing you. So that's why he's facing the opposite direction and behind bars where he belongs. That's store.midastouch.com. And please just make sure you share this, even if it's with one person. Share this YouTube. Share this audio podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on all platforms, YouTube watchers. Go subscribe now on Audio to Political Beatdown. Audio listeners, subscribe to the Midas Touch YouTube. Help grow this platform together. And all you got to do is share it with one person today. Man, hey, two, then five. Just, and- remind, just remind our brigaders, please, about uh, what's coming soon, because even I don't have the answer to that on Patreon, uh, where we're going to bring Political Beatdown to that um site as well we are building the political beatdown patreon which should be up and running by next week brett's brett's the technical one of us so he's setting that up and brett will come back from abroad and help us set that up but we'll have after shows and some really cool features there as well don't worry everything that we're doing right now is still going to be public you know political beatdown is going to be available for free all of that you know we don't have outside investors um Uh, at the Midas Touch Network. So we always try to come up with creative ways to build it. That's why thank you for everybody who's become a member of our YouTube, who's gifted memberships. Heck, we were able to build MidasTouch.com in part with all of the emojis that people bought with these memberships to bring on a team of people rather than outside investors who we have to be beholden to. So when we launch our Patreon political beatdown, it's to how do we build this out? How do we get more researchers, more editors? How do we continue to build this platform? So we'll have that up. And again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the legal defense fund for Michael Cohen being sued by Donald Trump, $500 million in federal court. There it is right there, firewallfund.com. Michael Cohen told us all here in the Beatdown Brigade all about what is happening uh, next week at that deposition if Donald Trump shows up. As, as soon as we finish, I'm going to write the story based on the exclusive that Cohen just broke on Political Beatdown and get that up on MidasTouch.com. Everybody, thank you so much, Brigaders, from the bottom of our heart. None of this is possible without you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and we'll see you next week on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. <laughs>